Hey guys, I'm Danny. And I'm EJ. And this is the Your Living Proof Podcast. Where we talk about addiction and how it affects the family, from the brutal to the beautiful and everything in between. What up, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode 10. Can't believe that. Yes. Episode 10 of the Living Proof Podcast. And more than anything, we hope that there's been a few times or a few moments in which something has been beneficial for someone out there either to help them in their efforts or to help their loved one who's suffering from an addiction. So today we got some some good material and uh, some exciting things to share with you. But to kick it off, I need to share an experience I had yesterday. Um, is that okay? It was so good. I need you to I, share but it. I can talk first? Yeah. That's a rare thing for everyone out there listening. I mean, only because I know it's not going to suck. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's the nicest thing she said to me today. Yep. Wow. And And by the way, we were at the gym this morning. And there was a guy. <laughs> oh no! Now listen, I'm gonna just okay, real quick. I love to just that start I had never off. know. What's I don't want to get sidetracked. I I tend to do that often. Yeah. But I stare at my wife the whole time we're at the gym. She's my greatest motivation. I stare at her. I'm married mm-hmm. to her. We've had children together. But I stare at her and I'm like, okay, do more squats, put on more weight because she's very motivating. Um, so I'm not the jealous type. I actually do enjoy when men come and talk to her and look at her. I'm like, yeah, that's probably the best part of your day. Well, this guy today was just staring. It was just literally over there staring. And he's just, you know, that smolder, there's that movie tangled or that guy always does the smolder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this guy was doing that over and over. So for a minute I got really mad and I was going to go say something. And then I just stepped back and I said, you know what? My wife's a boss. She can handle her own. And, uh, this is probably the greatest part of his day. So I hope you enjoy it. And then I put on some more plates on the rack and started lifting harder. (laughs) So back to my story. Yesterday, I posted a story on Instagram, and it was a very incredible experience. Um, One that took a a physical gesture, right? Or a physical act. Yes, it was. To just kind of drive home um, the symbolism of of, of spiritual power. I, I was... There's a family I've worked with for the better part of a year. Their son... Their husband. So it's, you've worked with both the wife of this person and the parents. Correct. Just yes. to, just to be First clear. and foremost. It, <clears throat> and then we made a valiant effort and he's now six months into his recovery. And of course it's come with challenges and it's come with difficulties. Yeah. We've also accomplished so much. I mean, if you look at where we were at six months ago till today, it's nothing short of miraculous. No, that's a true story. So it, it, it is it, miraculous. And so yesterday was yet another event in the process of healing and, and, and healing from his addiction. Well, we sat down together, he and I, um, for several hours and went through an old computer. This computer was part of him during his addiction, right? Yeah. Um, Obviously, on that computer, there's probably things he would prefer or not on there. Sure. Anything from financial things to a history of pornography to letters to documents to things he said or wrote when he wasn't in a good frame of mind. So there's a lot of heavy things on this computer. We sat down on this computer, and what we did is we retrieved all of the sentimental, valuable things on it. Pictures of family, significant events that happened. Um, letters, documents from the past, just things of value, right? A personal value. Yeah, things you wouldn't want to lose. A positive, yeah. positive influence. Well, after doing that, we 
followed the steps on Google and we're, we wiped the computer clean. And it's interesting because in the process it says restore to factory settings. And then right next to it is a sentence that says, it will make it as though when you open your computer, you're opening it for the very first time. When we did that, there was this en- like enormous wave of emotion that came over me. And it was undeniable that God was speaking to us in a metaphoric way. Sure. Right when we did that, moments later, also his wife and beautiful children who had been at a um, a graduation for a relative of theirs came in and just the look on their faces and to see them. And I'm looking over there as a bystander and all this, it was just powerful. And I thought how ironic that all of us in our life and especially in those in recovery who have been through hard things, right? This computer was full of hard things, difficult things, um, unbearable things was wiped clean and restored to its factory settings. And I thought, wow, that is exactly what we're doing here in recovery. And that is exactly the gift that we've been given from God. Now, if your belief in God is, is, is a difficult one, if it's one that causes stress and anxiety, because for a lot of people who are dealing with addictions, it is the concept of God is very difficult. So part of recovery is teaching them to just believe in a power greater than themselves known as a higher power, something just to believe in to help get you to the point of, coming to terms that there's a possibility that this power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity, can restore you to your factory settings. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in recovery for over 13 years myself. I've witnessed these 14. Yeah. Thank you. 14. Um, I've witnessed several people being able to be reset to factory settings and to be wiped clean, including myself, but this was just powerful. I think it was just the actual exact thing that we were doing. Well, I love that it was literal. There was a literal uh, factory reset on the computer. Yeah, there was steps and a button. But it was also very much symbolic in that moment of, hey, the same goes for you, bud. Yeah, no, exactly. L- literally. And it's just when he came home, he was really emotional about it. And we both just cried because we were so grateful to be a part of, of something that's so beautiful and something way bigger than us. I mean, that's not, you know, but just to be able to be on that journey with somebody yeah. is a powerful thing. Well, and it, it is, it, it's not that simple, but it is that exact that you can be restored. Yeah. It's just truth. Truth. It is true. So it was beautiful. It was inspiring. And it, it was, it was for me personally, very rewarding and motivating to continue doing this. So the question here with this, and this is kind of a segue into what we want to talk about today is this, this man that I experienced this with yesterday, I love him. He knows that I love him. I love his family. And one would ask, how would someone like him ever get to the point where he was at? And it's the same thing. Many people have asked me over the years is, I mean, goodness, to sum it up, I was the Eagle Scout piano playing. I'd lettered in several different sports at school. I'd graduated college, owned a business, and here I was, a homeless drug addict who ended up spending time behind bars. How does that happen? It's just This is yeah. mystery, right? right? People always want to know, like, what were the series of events right. that led up to this? Yes. There are a myriad of reasons. People do experience serious trauma. 
I want to talk today about one specific aspect that affects a very large percentage of people, a very large percentage. Now I'm not saying this is the case for everyone, but I am finding out doing the work that I am each and every day in the trenches that at least more than half the people whose lives are in shambles because of their addiction. It's because of this, what we're going to talk about right now. Yep. It's not because of some major traumatic event. Now those do happen. That could be a separate topic, right? Oh, it is a separate topic, but it comes from feeling inadequate, insufficient and not enough. Right. And, and I, from, from my perspective too, I, I know a lot of people that struggle with this that are not addicts, right? They're just humans going through life trying and, and, and finding themselves continually kind of dissatisfied or un, unhappy. And it's kind of like, well, why? What is that? Like, there's not an actual problem, really. Yeah. But it just becomes a problem because that's just, you're not addressing it. So, so just, we're going to get to the point. I'm going to, I'm going to tell this story i read this yeah. to danny on our road trip please share that right i was like now. this is really powerful i want to know what you think about it because i love to read and whatever any anyway it's just it's the short it's story simple, but it's awesome but it's really symbolic um and it's called the mexican fisherman okay it says an american investment banker on vacation was visiting a coastal mexican village when a small boat docked at the pier inside the boat were several large yellowfin tuna The banker complimented the Mexican fisherman on the quality of his fish. How long did it take you to catch them? Only a little while, the fisherman replied. Well, why didn't you stay out longer and catch more fish? Oh, I have enough. I have dinner for my family, and I'll give some to a friend, and then maybe I'll sell the rest. But what do you do with the rest of your time? Well, I sleep late, fish a little, play with my children, take siestas with my wife, Stroll into the village in the evening where I sip wine and maybe play the guitar with my friends. The banker scoffed. Well, I'm a Harvard MBA and I could help you. You should spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. And eventually, you could have a whole fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling your catch to a middleman, you would sell directly to to the processor, eventually opening your own cannery. You would control the product, processing, and distribution. You could leave this small village and move to Mexico City, then L.A., and eventually New York City, where you would run your expanding enterprise. Well, how long will this take? Oh, 15 to 20 years. Well, then what? The banker laughed. Well, that's the best part. When the time is right, you would announce an IPO, sell your company stock to the public, and become very rich. You could make millions. Millions? Well, then what? Well, then you could retire, move to a small coastal village where you could fish, sleep late, play with your kids, take siestas with your wife, stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play your guitar with your friends. And then they pose the question at the end. What does success mean for you? And with that answer in mind, are you successful? powerful it goes full circle to get back what he already had right from the beginning just living a simple simple life the way he wanted to i i I really wanted to allude to the fact that drugs alcohol other addictions whether it's pornography sex food your body image 
they all apply to this exact concept, right? Yes. You can be a person that is not suffering from an, an addiction, but still suffer from this. Most people are, I think. A lot. Yes. Measuring up to this yeah. thing that doesn't exist. Th that's why it's fascinating. Right? To it me. is. So here is something I wanted to share. Being a recovering addict and having suffered from this exact same thing myself, this is why addictions are so powerful because you can feel this way. You can feel that you aren't, you don't measure up to other people. Maybe you're never going to amount to what your father was or who he is, or maybe an uncle or a brother or something. Maybe you live in a neighborhood where you don't see how you'll ever grow up to be as successful as these people. It doesn't matter what you're measuring yourself up to. You feel this way. Right. And it's unbearable. Drugs, alcohol, sex, different things that are available take that take that away right they actually make you feel in the beginning more powerful more effective more efficient invincible a better version of yourself i remember the very first time i i took any drugs or alcohol i felt like this was danny 2.0 i was a better version of myself i was happier i was more outgoing i was more inspired and here's the truth that a lot of people don't want to hear in the beginning, that is true. There are not millions of people around our country and, and, and throughout the world are not suffering from an, an addiction because it sucks. Yeah. It's because in the beginning, it is so captivating. It is so amazing that it actually makes you a little bit more alert, aware, awake, whatever is ailing you at that point, right? Maybe you have anxiety. Maybe you have depression. Maybe you have... Any of these feelings, if you feel inadequate, like we're talking about now, instantly you feel enough. Instantly you feel yeah, powerful. You're on the right track. You are on the right track. You, you finally feel for the first, here it is, for the first time you finally feel like you've always wanted to feel. It is true. That is where you get hooked. It gives you what you want. Well, we all know it's a double-edged sword. We all know how the story plays out. No one in the history of mankind has ever been a drug addict, alcoholic, sex addict, had an eating disorder, and lived to be happily ever after, actively engaged in that. Right. Right? It always leads to disaster. Right. It always leads to destruction. But in the beginning... It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. You do. Every, for the first few years, first few months, first few weeks, whatever it is for someone... It's amazing in the beginning. So that does not solve anything. It doesn't help anybody. But understanding that gives you a better, I guess it just helps you wrap your mind around why this started. Right. Right. People ask it all the time. Like, and it's with this man, this young man I was working with yesterday and throughout my own life. It started because in the beginning it made you feel like you wanted to. Right. It did. And so this part is really hard because eventually... That good feeling is too good to be true. Yep. And eventually it takes hold of you. Eventually you become a ragdoll to it. Eventually you start harboring secrets. Your health starts deteriorating. Relationships start deteriorating. Your addiction increases because all addictions are progressive. Right. Well, I love this because it, it takes a very simple concept, right? Somebody that is living the way they want to live. They're living with their purpose right in front of them. They're doing everything every day to serve and create that purpose. 
but the problem is with with our lives in in this modern world that we live in is we spend more of our time just accomplishing the tasks that are there in front of us every day than we do on our purpose our purpose and and that's where we kind of get tangled up and and and, and we handle it differently right like you you went to drugs and alcohol that was never a thing for me but i i went a different direction just to try and and, and chase chase that feeling away um and i so when i i, I kind of thought about this like all week i was just like kind of rereading the story and it, it reminded me of this it, it's actually a commencement speak uh speech given by clayton christensen who's now passed away but he's this brilliant business mind and he he's um went to oxford he was a road scholar i mean just this amazing man and he gave this commencement speech speech at harvard for the harvard business school and um he he made a lot of really cool comparisons and i would highly recommend listening to this talk i'm going to put it in the show notes so that you can find the link but he says if you look at companies that are failing or personal lives that are suffering you'll see the same stunning and sobering pattern people allocating fewer and fewer resources to the things that they would have said once mattered the most. And that that's incredible to me because I, I, I think so, so many of us get stuck in that cycle, right? Like I, I can see that as, as when I became a mother, right? Like I was kind of like went into a shell shock <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I just got to get through the day, like taking care of this other person and I'm just, you know, tasks and diapers yeah, and you're laundry. In the grind. And you're in the you, grind. You get in that grind. But what's interesting is 10 years can pass away and you're in that grind and all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. What were, what was I, what was the purpose? You know, and if you don't really understand your purpose, you can quickly feel like, well, my life's a wreck. Yeah. Well, this is, this sucks. I don't even know my husband anymore. Who yeah. is that guy? Who am I? Who am I? What am I doing? No, and see, here's, here's the kicker. That's so true. And I think every human being, suffers from that to some degree totally if you aren't kudos to you you, stand up clap your hands pat yourself on the back If you don't you're probably this mexican fisherman true that so here's here's what's really here's what's really interesting is everyone suffers from that yep now when you develop an addiction you think you just took it away you think you've you problem solved it and you've now found the solution yeah this is going to work. This but you've now been, you've been hooked into the greatest trap of mankind. Right. And one that will ultimately take you down a path of destruction. So a normal person who has unhealthy habits, who doesn't know themselves, who hasn't done any self-work, healing to improve themselves, self-improvement, right? Right. They're stuck. Now, if you take an addict, they're stuck as well, but they're stuck also with a million secrets. Yep with a million things that no one else can find out. So they're stuck in so many different ways. It is a, it's a web of lies. Yep. It's, it's, it's dangerous. It is very dangerous. I, a story that's happened recently and I've, I've heard it more than once. I'm not going to be dramatic because anyone who knows me knows that sometimes I, I can be, but no, you, yeah, uh-uh. yes. But I've heard this more than once. Um, I have heard this actually a few times. When I say it's dangerous, here's an example of how dangerous. A mother, a mother, okay, and a wife, mid-30s or so, 
never done drugs or drank before in their life from the outside look like they have the perfect life. Mm-hmm. They're stuck. They've been stuck for a long time. Maybe they experienced a decade or two of the baby blues. Maybe they've had a difficult time. Maybe they feel like a robot. Maybe they, they feel like they've been stuck in this holding pattern for so long they've lost track of who they are. So here they are, educated, established, living a life that most people dream of, and they get swept right off their feet. They go with some girlfriends to a yoga retreat. They start engaging in different groups where they find empowering atmospheres, right? Yeah. They're, it is, they're seeking Self, after the right self-care, thing. Self-care. Self-care, but yeah. they're seeking for the right thing. And there right. are, for the disclaimer, there are most of these are exactly that. But this example that I've heard many times is now they've found a group and one thing led to the, to the next and they're drinking tea, right? Hallucinogenic tea, maybe with a base of, of, of mushrooms or something to help enhance the experience. And it's in a setting where, you know, either it's in the moonlight or in a faraway place, you know, in an exotic place, they're doing this. That's a very dangerous situation. Yep. And there will be some who argue with me that it's not. But I've heard this story too many times not to share it, where someone who did not look like the typical person who would develop an addiction gets swept off their feet because all of a sudden they partook. There's some sort of drug given to them that opens them up and they have this incredible spiritual experience, this awakening. I hear this term all the time. Oh my goodness, I just had this awakening and I was in touch with my soul and I was able to connect with my spirit in a way I never have before. I'm not saying this happens to everyone, but several of them get swept away. And quickly their life gets derailed because they just got a false... Just a counterfeit. A counterfeit example of how they want to feel. Yep. Because it... It's not real and it's not lasting. And, and here's the trick. And here's where people argue it is real to that person when they sure, feel that yes, way. It yes, is real. Right. However, it will never give you what you want. Right. So there's two points I want to finish up on here. Hence point, the counterfeit. Point number one. It does feel incredible. You may have had a spiritual experience, but if you think that's the path that's going to get you where you want to go to be able to have that indefinitely, to have that all the time, you are wrong. It is a very dangerous, slippery slope. Now, that's just one example, right? There's yeah. so many different ways right. that people get they get hooked, right? They get, they get caught off guard. Yep. Well, you can definitely engage in something that gives you this spiritual awakening, but it was not going about it the right way. Addictions give you that feeling immediately, but you're cutting a corner. You're going down a counterfeit path. And it never leads anywhere. I am living proof of that. I suffered for that most of my life, seeking and and trying to find that feeling, wanting to feel the way I always wanted to feel, and drugs gave it to me. Right. For a moment. And that moment passed, and I turned me into a ragdoll and almost destroyed my life. So I'm going to just explain what recovery gave me. It gave me the understanding that doing things the hard way. I explained to a young man this week, I said, you know what recovery is? It's Sometimes it's boring. Sometimes my life is boring. It's mundane. I feel like I'm going through the grind. And in order to have any victories, to have some 
positive experiences, I have to go through a lot of negative ones, mm -hmm. a lot of growth. But recover. But those are the ones you used to be able to skip. Skip. Just skip right just over skip all it. that. Just go yeah. right to the good part. Like that movie Click. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, exactly. But this is what it taught me. It taught me what my grandpa, my great grandpa James Deaton, said to me so many times growing up. He had the best lines ever. But nothing good in life comes easy. To love yourself, to know who you are, to be comfortable and confident in your own skin, it doesn't come easy and you can't cut corners. I'm grateful for recovery because what it teaches people are the dailies, right? right? They call them the dailies in recovery. Those dailies can include whatever you choose, but it's multiple things. It's meditation. It's prayer. It's mindfulness. It's studying. It's exercise. It's going out and connecting. It's building a relationship with God. They're daily activities that you have to do to stay on track. Yeah. Well, and, and to bring it back to... to that commencement speech, what I think is super interesting is he's talking to a group of highly successful human beings. They, they just made their way through Harvard business school and his advice to them was, Hey, guess what? You can memorize every theory and every practical, you know, experience they have to offer here at Harvard and you can be the expert in it. But if you want lasting happiness through your life, the only thing that will matter is that you spend time finding out what your actual purpose is in life, and then you spend time every day putting in the time and effort and energy and all, all of your resources towards that purpose. Because no business deal you ever do will take the place of those relationships you build or the energy that you put towards the real purpose of your life straight up. Yeah. And I just think that's so powerful. Yeah, it is. David Bednar, he gave an analogy about balance, right? Yeah. This is an incredible man who a lot of people seek after for guidance and, and counsel. He gave the analogy that balance does not exist. And I've always tried to have balance in my life. I tried to define balance. And I think a lot of people do. He gave this analogy, you know, and maybe you've seen it um, somewhere at a show. I've seen it at a jazz game, halftime NBA thing where a woman comes out in this spinning plates, right? On her feet, on her hands, on oh, her yeah, knee, on their that, head. That lady's crazy. So many plates. It's like, and on their, on the, using it on like a unicycle or something crazy. Yep. Well, they're spinning all these plates, right? And they see how long they can do it. Well, he uses the analogy that finding perfect balance in life is like that. You might have it for a minute. It'll never last because eventually some will stop spinning and fall. Yep. So your goal is to find out which plates that you're spinning are most important to you, which is like what you just talked about. Yeah. Find out those, you know, your purpose. Th this, this guy said he spent one hour a day for a year, allocated one hour a day to discovering his purpose through prayer, through reading, through pondering until yeah. he, th he felt like he really understood it. So in this analogy with these plates Crazy. spinning, some are going to fall. You will never be able to keep them all balanced and spinning perfectly. So find out those which plates are most meaningful and are the purpose, driving yeah. purpose of your life. So here's the closing hope, right? Addictions are cunning. They're powerful. They're progressive. 
they hold people stuck. Now, if you're the person out there listening that loves someone, because typically that's the case, sorry to say, but most people that are out there running, gunning, using, and drinking, their day's different than ours. They're typically not listening into things. (laughs) If you are, please reach out. I love you. Um, But you people that are listening who are doing everything in your life to be healthy and be the best version of yourself and to help those around you, you too have felt stuck before. You too have felt this way. So imagine your loved one is stuck in a way that is unexplainable. It's going to take a serious monumental effort to help them. Yep. Because not only are they stuck, just like all of us are at times in our life, they're now held captive. They're a prisoner to what they did think and found in the beginning that took those problems away. It's scary. And I just give you that little two bits as a reminder that if you want to help them to find their way out of this, this hole that they're stuck in, you need help. You need help. You don't need inspirational quotes. You don't need a pat on the back. You need to reach out to someone who can help you. We are available to do that. There are others who do what we do. But please, you can go to our website. There are courses that will help you better equip yourself to not only helping you, but to helping your loved one. So, Danny, you you have these powerful conversations with people all the time. And sometimes, I, most of the time, I don't ever hear them. But this week, I was able to hear part of one because I was I was at the same place as you. And so I really want you to share what the advice or the instruction, really, that you gave this person oh, I know, uh, I know. about where they were stuck I and what, what it would take about. to become No, and this stuck. one was hard. I remember what you're talking about because I was put on the spot. And again... It's, it's, it's interesting because the principles with everyone apply the same, right? Right. Well, and let me just say, he was put on the spot, but also he followed his intuition and he could see that this person was hanging on by a thread. Okay. This person has made so many efforts. Yes. Amazing effort has been there for months and a- months Acknowledges and months. that they are struggling. Talking, I have a problem. Opening up. So the addiction here, it's not drugs and alcohol or pornography. It's body image. And it's to the extent that their their health is in, in jeopardy now. They've actually been hospitalized. There is risk of their heart stopping. They are so fit. They drive themselves so hard and they have such a high expectation or high. Yeah. Expectation of themselves and their body and what it's capable of. And it's now become life threatening. Right. Literally. Yes. I'm very close with this person and I've watched as they have made these efforts. They've reached out. They've gone to see a doctor. They've um, hired a therapist that kind of helps them and keeps them accountable a little bit. They've made a lot of steps in the right direction. I've also seen with this person what I've seen with so many others, and that is when you get yourself to a point in your addiction when it becomes life-threatening, you need monumental effort to get out. When people try to tiptoe through it, Oh, I'm going to do this differently an hour each day or a few days a week. At this point in the game for them, it never works. Right. It's too, they're way too into What it. happens is they have little moments of victories and then a lot of setbacks and they just get exhausted, which makes it so much easier for them to say, screw it. Yep. And they fall right back in their ways. So I leaned, I leaned over to this person. I said, yes, you've made a lot of efforts, but you're going to have to do something monumental. You are going to have to do something very significant other than tiptoeing into this to begin the process. 
It is the same for every one of you out there that loves someone who is addicted to drugs and alcohol, sex, food disorders, any addictions known to man. It's going to take monumental effort. If you yourself are listening and have your own addiction, it's going to take monumental effort. You need help from others around you. So if you're out there listening and you want to help your loved one, you need help. You need help with someone just to help you get your mind straight on what it's going to take to help you put together a plan. You're going to need your whole family on board and everyone to make sure that your efforts are united and they're monumental. That's what it's going to take. Absolutely. Which is exactly why we created our online courses. You're able to watch those courses online and equip yourself with the knowledge of what it's going to take, but you still need someone's help to do that. Right. Please reach out. If it's not me, someone that does what I do, who can help you, who's been there, who knows what it's going to take so that you can put forth that monumental effort to help save their life. And, and again, I just, I, I loved this conversation because it was, it was so powerful because it was so real. Okay. It's like, you are going to have to take control right now and you are going to have to do it different. You are not going to spend the next six months dabbling in. Yeah. Having a comfortable plan, right? It's not going to be comfortable. You are going to feel outside of your mind because it's going to be so difficult, but it will be the difference between life and death. Yeah, it'll be the difference of feeling comfortable in your skin moving forward. That's right. We're so glad you guys joined us. Please reach out. You can go to our website. There's a contact us link. If you have any questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear them. We're grateful for your support. God bless. 